You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. You're as cold as ice. You're willing to sacrifice our love. All right, everyone, we're back with another episode of the Ice Cold Takes podcast. Today, we're going to talk about the Stroman Lemieux signings, body checking in the OHL, some advanced analytics, and some remaining free agents on the open market. So let's start with the, the two signings the Rangers made. They signed their two remaining RFAs, Ryan Strom, two years, 4.5 per year. What do you think, Kyriakos? Yes, sir. I like it. I mean... <laughs> Coming into the offseason, I didn't know how much they were going to give him because I knew he was going to ask for a lot. Um, I think he was originally asking for, like, what, like five and a half, six? Uh, I, I, don't, I don't know that off the top of my head, but I could see him asking for that. 60, think, almost 60 points this year. Yeah. Um, I, think, I think he, in his arbitration hearings, he asked for – The gap see. was huge. Oh, yeah. He asked, he asked for 5.7, and yeah, the Rangers yeah. wanted to give him 3.6. Oh my God, that is, which is a big discrepancy. But I mean, two point one million. Oh yeah. my God. Uh, but I think I think it's a good deal. I mean, I liked him. I liked how he played last year, um, and I think he works well with Panarin. So I mean, why not? It's a it's a short term deal. Um, we'll see what happens these next two years. He might. I I feel like honestly, I don't know if he'll get a bigger payday than this. Like, I don't know. It just depends on how his next year. Like, if he plays the way he did last year, these next two years, like, he'll be fine. But I don't know if I really see that happening. I don't know. Yeah, I I think he I think he's good, right? And it's the, – the money is good. It's a movable contract. So, like, if he starts to suck, like, this year and, uh, like, craps the bed and just has, like, 25 points yeah. by the end of the year, like – I still think you'd be able to move that. I don't know. No, nah, they would, but yeah, I don't know. We'll see Especially how. Especially if you retain think... some cap. Yeah, for sure. I think he'll be good, though. I don't see a problem with that signing. Right. Um, yeah, he played really well with Panarin, even in his first year with the Rangers. He basically scored almost twenty goals. And, yeah. Yeah. And he wasn't really playing with anyone. He was just yeah. by himself. And then a lot of people cite that he has a lot of good luck. And while that may or may not be true, he's getting good results. So yeah. and that's, and that's at the end of the day, that's what matters. I, I mean, I, I didn't like him at first. I thought he was just like, eh, he was just putting the points up. I didn't think he was anything special, but he works pretty well with Panarin and you want to, you want to build around Panarin. He's one of those guys you want to, you, you signed him to that long-term deal. So you want to give him as many good options as possible. And it seems like those two work well together. Now, yeah. Lemieux, uh, we just signed him yesterday. Two years, one point five five. Good grinder for for us. Uh, he had a pretty good year this this year when he wasn't hurt. Um, I I like the signing. I think it's good. What do you think? Yeah, I love him. I mean, I love watching him play. I think he's one of the more electric guys to watch. Uh, I think 
I mean, it's it's kind of like a, a very team friendly deal, I think. Um, I mean, he, I don't know how much he could have gotten out of us, honestly. Like one one and a half is is a good amount for him. Again, short term deal. Um, if he does well these next two years, he'll get yet even more. But uh, I think I always liked his style of play with the Rangers. Like I think that like that like gritty like getting into corners, always like getting into those battles, um, fighting when you need to. I think that's like a type of guy the Rangers need. Right. Um, Always out of the front of the net too. Exactly. Yeah. Like, and, and, and he's down to like scrap, like he'll throw, he'll throw down uh, some knocks, man. So <laughs> I think uh, I, I love him. I love the way he plays and him, Stromer and Tony are all friends. So that's good. Keeping them together. It hurt when, uh, when they, they broke up Broussard, Haglin and uh, all those guys. Yeah. And Zook. So. Yeah. It's good. It's good. They're building some bonds again, building some some uh, team chemistry. So I like that. You're gonna make me cry. Don't make me think about that. I, love I know. That Sorry, team. I bring that up. Yeah. <laughs> no, I I I like Lemieux. When they traded Hayes for him in that in that deal a couple years ago. Yeah. I I knew that Lemieux wasn't gonna be the best player, but I said he was gonna be an important player because third or fourth line. You know, those types of guys are, are what helps you win championships. Look at the yeah. Lightning. Their third line was, like, the best third line in the league. What was it again? It was, like, Coleman, Yanni Gord, and who else? I'm forgetting now. Yeah. But, yeah, that line, they – that's the only reason they won the Cup, though. Like, they they filled in those, like, those missing pieces, like, down there on the bottom six. Right. And that's the only reason they were able to get – get that cup this year because that's what they were missing the past couple of years we talked about it before um but he's a really good uh team player Lemieux he'll play wherever you need him to play um he's a really good bottom six type guy I think yeah yeah and it's important to keep guys like that around in the clubhouse like exactly. please don't get rid of those those guys we love them yeah and I think like because of the departure of Faust he's gonna have a bigger role next year so he should he should step into that that slot pretty well I think and we'll see how he does. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's a that's a good point. I wouldn't say you put him on the second line. No. In terms, no. In terms no. Of that I think I say defensively, like on the penalty kill. Yeah. Right. He'll, exactly. He'll get more time on there. Yep. Yep. Which yep. means he'll get more bruises from block shots and you know more shiners like he did in that Montreal game. Hundred percent. That's what and hockey even- players do. He was the freaking – he was one of the best players above there, up there with Kako um, in the last game against Carolina. He played fantastic. He slotted in. He missed those first two games from a suspension. And he came in. He played really well, I thought. I thought he gave the Rangers a good spark. Um, yeah, yeah, he came in, like, with the fire under his ass. Like Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah, some, that's something we needed, too. We need guys like that to ignite the fire. Um but it wasn't enough for us. <laughs> it just wasn't meant to be. It's all good. Uh, yeah, it's okay because we, we, we got we thanks for laugh. Yeah, we're we good. got laughing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but it's illegitimate, right? Because the guy dropped the ball. <laughs> Dude, I'll take him. I'll take him as I could get him, man. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, so the OHL, there was like a rumor, uh, either a week ago or two weeks ago and now it's actually happening that they're going to remove body checking for the upcoming season. Um, I don't know how that's going to work. How, like if they, if a player does body check, is it going to be a penalty? (laughs) 
can imagine that. You know, like, but but for real, you've been body checking your entire life, and it's just instinct to do it. You know what I mean? Is it going to be I a mean, penalty? For me, I don't think it's okay. First of all, I think that this whole thing is so dumb. Like that, like it doesn't make sense to me that you could just like pinpoint body checking in the sport of hockey and be like, no, I don't want anyone to body check because they're going to get COVID. Like that is the stupidest thing ever. You have people sitting on the bench together, sharing water bottles, like, and the one thing you're afraid of is body checking when it just makes no, it literally just makes no sense to me. And it's not like they're spitting on you when you yeah, do the body yeah. check. Like, like, what the hell? like, okay. If you wanted to like be heavy with the restrictions, be like, Oh, you need to wear like a fishbowl. You can't wear a visor. You can't wear a cage. I want you to wear a fishbowl. So you can't like spit in someone else's or like sweat in someone else's face. Right. But th- that would make more sense to me to make everyone wear a fishbowl. That would make, but, that would be the first thing I would say. Like, yeah. Right. That's the first thing I would think of. Yeah. Um, but, but to your point of like, not knowing how to play without hitting, I think is a little different because I think that, right. I mean, like I played hockey my whole life. I, I think, I don't know about in like an actual league game like that, like a really like important game, but when you play like pickup with your boys, like you're not going to go out there and like hit everyone. You know what I mean? Like there's times where you could like not hit and still play. Um, but a lot of these players, it, it's been talked about a lot. A lot of these players are, um, like kids that are going to get drafted either next year or the year after they're trying to like build their draft profile. And what if the biggest part of their game is their hitting or the way they use their body, like they're going to be screwed. You know what I mean? Cause they mm-hmm. can't showcase the skills that they're good at. And right. the OHL has tons of those players. So it just, it, I think it hurts the players much more than it helps them. I did see someone argue, make the point that although you're taking away a tool, a weapon of a defenseman, you're because it's in the junior league and that's where like you want your guys to develop. Yeah. Uh, you're letting, you're allowing them to only practice, only practice stick checking. So they could get extremely good at stick checking. So you know what I mean? Like if you take something away from them, they they have to focus on that one thing. And right. by focusing on that one thing, they become really good at it. So that when you do add body checking back in, once they reach the NHL, they're a more complete player. Well, no, they would be, they would be a better player at stick checking, but they would n- not know how to body check again. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah. For example, like if if you if you have a guy that's that's already good at body checking, it's like Hunter, right. Skin- Hunter Skinner, for example. Yeah, the goat, He's big boy, big dude. You know, like if he if he uh, if you took body checking away from him, he'd be able to focus on stick checking. And I don't think body checking would change whenever it got back to him. I think he'd still be good at it. No, I get yeah, what you're I saying know. though. How it wouldn't? No, I feel you. Um, I just. Yeah, I don't know. I think I think that's that's actually a good point that I didn't think about. They're going to get better at other things uh, because right. they can't use their body. But at the same time, you want them to when they're while they're developing, you want them to be able to use every kind of tool that they can, right? To kind of learn what works, to learn what doesn't. So like taking this away from them and then throwing them in the NHL like maybe the next year, or the year after with like full on body checking is kind of crazy to me. It makes it harder for them, and by doing that, it's if they're able to successfully pull it off, then like imagine them trying to do it 
in the NHL with body tracking. You know what I mean? It's hard to compare because the skill gap between the OHL and the NHL is very large or the junior, right. any of the junior leagues. But I agree. I think, I think it's really dumb that you're taking away body tracking because the problem with the spread of COVID is not with on ice interaction. The NHL literally went an entire playoff run without a single positive COVID test. Right. So yeah, it's, it's about, I think travel would be more of an issue. Travel is hundred percent. They were okay. So the, the teams in the NHL were kept in the bubble in Toronto and Edmonton. Yeah. And they followed that protocol extremely closely. They, they followed it to a T and that's why nobody got it. No one went out and did something stupid. Like the St. Louis Cardinals did or the Miami Marlins. They didn't party after a victory. Basketball players. I think, I think there was one player literally like there was a picture of him in a club while he was supposed to be like in quarantine in his hotel room. What are you doing, man? I mean, basketball, the NBA did a really nice job too. They, those were the two best leagues with the, with COVID. I think they did get one or two positive tests towards the end. I'm not entirely sure, but I know the NHL, not a single positive test in the playoff run. The NHL because, got one like right after it ended, I think, Matthews. Oh, yeah, right? but like... Yeah, yeah. He no, probably, no, I'm not... He yeah. probably, he might have gotten that like when he was... Once his team, his lowly team, got eliminated way back when. <laughs> no, no, no. It was that. It was like hundred percent, like weeks after they got eliminated. But right, um, yeah, yeah. No, I think the like that just goes to show you that body checking has nothing to do with it. Like, but the thing, the thing about it with the OHL though, they wouldn't be able to have uh, a bubble like that. You know what I mean? The only reason like the NHL was so successful is because everyone was like there two weeks prior to the, to the games, everyone was tested every single day or whatever and stuff like that. But in the OHL, they probably don't have like the tools to do that. And they're going to have teams traveling all the time Mm -hmm. and like stuff like that. So I don't know. It's different, but I think they should definitely look at more of like travel restrictions than like actual like restrictions within the game. Cause, um, there's been proposed like people even said this before COVID to make it easier on the players and the travel within the season, you would do basically like how baseball does like series of games. So like the Rangers that let's say they're going to play a West coast team. They're going to play the sharks. Let's say in California, they'll play the sharks. Like how many times do we play them throughout the season? Twice. Twice. We'll play them. Huh? I think it's like twice. I think it's twice. Yeah. So you would play. Oh, well, actually, then you would need a home and away. Right. So that's probably not a good example. Well, (laughs) baseball, they did some stupid thing like where they they had a home team. Right. And then they'd have the away for the next game. They'd have the away team play as the home team. So they would bat in the bottom of the inning, even though they were in the other team stadium. They were right. 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 Well, in baseball, they just they weren't in like they were in like a neutral zone, though, most of the time. Right. Like they weren't even. They in played the at their own stadiums season. in baseball. Not in yeah, the playoffs but, was different. They had they had uh, different spots. Oh, okay, gotcha. But um, the, you can't compare like the the way Rob Manfred, the commissioner of MLB, did it to how uh, uh, Roger or not Roger, screw Roger Goodell, he sucks. Um, <laughs> Gary Bettman and yeah. uh, Adam Silver did it. It's yeah. just astronomically different. The yeah. MLB was by far the worst one. Like yeah, well, no accountability whatsoever. Yeah. You would have you would have guys getting COVID 
every week, every week, and it would make them post make teams postpone their games for a week or yeah. more. That's how it's because going. Because you're not you're not being responsible because you're not listening to what yeah. they're telling you to do. Literally, just stay in your rooms and don't go out. How hard that's is it to do? That's how it's been going in football too. They've had to postpone so many games. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. It's the same thing. Just do what you're told, and nothing bad will happen. Yeah, yeah. I don't it know. It shouldn't he, happen unless he, you literally so, see in somebody's eye. Then <laughs> nothing bad's gonna happen. Yeah, um, but what I was what I was saying with the schedule though, if you play like teams in series, let's say I'll play, uh, let's go, let's let's say I'll go play Carolina, I'll play them four times in Carolina, and then I would I would I would never have to travel there again, and it's just easier instead of like one game in Carolina, the next game's in San Jose, then I got to go back to New York. It's like at this point, it'll probably be way too much. Um, Group it by then, like uh, by like zone, so you're not traveling all. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, or you could even do like, if I go to California to play the Sharks, I'm going to play the Ducks and the Kings on the same trip, you know, like, um, just to make like the, the travel a little bit less. I think they're definitely going to implement something like that this season. I've even heard talks of them only having like certain, uh, like division play, like only play within your division, which I don't like. That's um, what baseball did. They did division games and Inter- interleague so like they would play american league and national league so like in this case it would be for the nhl it would be eastern conference western conference and right. just everyone in the metropolitan division for for the rangers yeah i don't like that no it's know. not because what if you're in a wild card race and you know yeah no it's, yeah, like, I don't there's like another team so like let's say uh like florida florida like if the yeah. rangers are in a playoff spot and uh, it's like the Islanders are in the first one, and then the Panthers and the Rangers are fighting for the second spot. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I don't. I think there's a lot of different things they could do. Um, I'm not sure which route they're gonna take. Uh, I've even heard outdoor games; those sound amazing. I heard some. There's a lot of setup for that, but I would. No, like would they be- literally want to do them on like lakes, which would be amazing. But I doubt they're gonna do anything like that um that would be awesome though i would love that <laughs> yeah i really don't know how that would work like logistically but just to see something like that would be sick i wonder what would happen if the rangers did that they'd have that weird thing with the msg uh playing away from your home stadium oh yeah yeah that's a weird thing the rangers have that they can't they they like can't play a home game outside of msg right and like the the amount of money they would lose if they did that is insane. It's like yeah. astronomical. Yep. 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 That's why every single uh, stadium series game we played, every single winter classic, we always were the away team. Right. It's crazy. There and- was, we never had a like a home stadium series jersey, right? It was just the well, white we, one. We had nah, we have the we had the the last one uh was the the like black one that said not black, like dark blue. That's at New York with like the patch on the side. Oh, that was the one against the Sabres. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I was yeah. at, the, yeah, I was at that game. I literally got put on the NHL's Instagram on that, what on that day. Yeah, it was like it was like the back of me, and then my three sisters next to me. Oh man, you got to show me of, that. The back of, yeah, yeah, it was the. Maybe back we'll of post us. that. <laughs> yeah, be on the lookout for that. Yeah, be on the lookout for that. All right, um, we'll go into our next topic. So advanced analytics, this is something that um, I wanted to talk about for a while. I mean, it's it's a 
it's an interesting topic. I, I don't know how you feel about Kyriakos. We don't often talk about advanced analytics, such as like Corsi and expected goals for percentage and in the bar graphs and the heat maps. It's just because I really don't want to read about it. I don't want to understand it. Like I was a huge fan of the movie Moneyball, which kind of introduced analytics to baseball like on base percentage, uh, not batting average. Uh, playing playing smart using as much of with the small as the smallest budget you could possibly have put together the the best team possible and you know I, I was a big fan of what Billy Bean did for for uh, the A's and I hope he wins soon uh, it's just hockey a lot of people just make that transition now it's hard to it's hard to do it's hard to understand I think Corsi and Fenwick are fine because it's it's just shots on goal. But when you get into like expected goals for percentage, at that point, just show me a compilation of plays where there's a breakdown in the defensive zone. Like kind of like how Steve Valaket shows his clear sight analytics thing on the the pregame shows for the Rangers. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah. Those are awesome. I love that. It's like he he'll he'll show you a clip and it's like like on a two on run two on one rush. He'll put, he'll give you the percentage. It ends up as a goal from the exact spot that the player on offense is, and then the exact sh- the exact percentage that the goalie will save it. So, like oh, if it's a two man. on one, as he, as the guy cro- crosses the hash mark and he hasn't passed it yet, it's it's like whatever percentage it is. Right, right? but that's an actual like analysis Bible number like yeah it's an it's an analysis of past things that have happened but like the expected goals for crap is just like a prediction like right yeah so most of the time they're way off it's not really it's not an accounting stat like expected goals for it's it's a, a bar graph on base like when you compare like an on base percentage and and uh war in baseball i don't really like war but it's it's a it's a number it's one number it's not right. a a a, like a bar graph or you give me a picture of the freaking ice and it's really right over here and blue over here. Like what, what does that mean? I don't get it. Well, if you could, Mitch- if you could convert expected goals for to a, a, a single number, then I would, I would be on board with it. I think it would, I think it was, it would be fine. So like, let's say a guy gets a wide open net and he shits the pet and he just misses bricks yeah. and the puck goes sailing. Yeah. That would be an expected goal four and you suck. Right, 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 right. Okay. Yeah. I mean, what what heat maps are you referring to? Like I gotta I gotta look I gotta look it up. It is was, that just is that just like where the players traveled throughout the game or like I I don't know what it how to read shot it, maps. Or is it like highest goal percentage from like the zone? So like you see this? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like this expect excess shots per hour. What does that even mean? Wait, I actually have no clue. What is that? So unblocked shot rates. It says excess shots per hour. So most of the sh- is that, that so most of the shots I guess are coming from per sixty minutes. Okay. Eh. Is this Wait, like, that makes no sense. Why the hell would there be a big red spot on the freaking like corner boards right here? Yeah, I have no idea. I, I'm at a loss. 
no, like no. that's per 100 square feet like really do you need to include that <laughs> that's literally like two feet off the goal line like on the board okay, why is there a blue is this just like there's a lack of shots there i'm guessing okay, let's read this the most basic unit of offense in hockey is the shot yeah no shit and so have i and i have so i have made a great many charts showing how efficiently teams generate shots in a wide variety of situations for the purpose of making shot maps, I use shot to mean any unblocked shot. That is a shot which is missed, saved, or scored. If I had access to shot location data for block shots, I would almost certainly include them also, but I do not. You could track block shots, watch the games, and make a note of it. <laughs> Don't hide behind your computer. We would have, so at, at our, at, on our team at Stevens, one of our managers, after every single game, he comes out with uh, a like whole like twenty page Excel sheet with all advanced stats for us, like based on the game. And I look at it sometimes, and I'm like, dude, I've been playing for hockey for how long, and I have no clue what any of this means. I'm looking at like all the percents that he's written down for me, and like all this other stuff. It's just I, I'm, he even has like maps like this, and I just have no clue what the hell any of it says. And like sometimes like me and the boys will like look at them and we'll just we'll just like make fun of each other because of like the stats, but we'll have no clue what they mean. <laughs> it's, uh, it's so weird. I'm I'm sure I'm sure you, you guys do that. Like, yeah, man, I don't I don't freaking care about this. Let me just yeah. play hockey. Yeah, we just well the only stat we see the only like normal stat he has on there is plus minus. So we'll just like rake on everyone when we see the plus minus. So but everyone says plus minus sucks. I don't no, think I love plus minus. I think it's good. Plus minus is a very good start. Yeah. You okay? I'll give you an example. Remember the year Ovechkin had like fifty goals, but was like a minus thirty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that means he either sucks in the defensive zone or his team was terrible. Yeah, yeah. And his, he, I don't think his team made the playoffs that year. Well, he's always been notorious for not back checking. Right. Um, but I don't. I, in the past couple of years, I feel like that hasn't been true though. Like I've. I think he's definitely ter- he's trying harder in his old. He's definitely age. Be- he's de- yeah he's definitely been a little bit better in the defensive zone. But um, there's sometimes I think a couple years ago I saw a picture. It was like it was literally like a two on one, and against the Capitals, and he was just like on the freaking like red line center ice, and it was just like standing there. And on the picture it said um, your your controller's been disconnected, like the Xbox thing, because <laughs> he was literally just standing there watching. That's a good one. That's yeah, good. it was good. I like that's a that. good meme. Um, oh yeah, man, he's definitely been better with with defense in the past couple of years, and hopefully he's very good uh, next year because they need to win a cup if the Rangers don't uh, at Lundqvist. So. Yeah, damn right. It's so weird seeing him in red. Oh my gosh! You saw that video of him practicing with the Capitals jersey. I couldn't on? watch it. I couldn't watch. I, I know. I, I was cringing the whole time I was watching it. I can't watch. I don't know it. how he's like so okay with it too. Like I don't know. I mean, I don't obviously don't know him, but I only see what he puts on social media. But it seems like he's like fine with it, which kind of gets me even more angry. Yeah, this I I couldn't. I just couldn't. I think he posted it. he posted a picture. I think today or yesterday with like um his new setup his new pads like for for the uh for the caps probably hot as fire as always yeah they were sick yeah always always you expect nothing less expect nothing <laughs> less from from Lund- from Lundquist. always best pads best mask 
Yeah. Although Steve Valquette's Spider-Man mask was pretty, pretty hot. It was, it was, it was. I like that I, one. I was actually, I would always make fun of Long Chris. I would be like, like when he would like give up like some bad goals, I would be like, dude, if you spent enough time like actually practicing <laughs> rather than like making designs for your helmet and that, like we would have a decent goalie. <laughs> I knew exactly where you were going with that as soon as yeah. you said as, as if you spent more time. <laughs> oh my gosh. No. I'm, oh, that's funny. Um but a little bit of outside the Ranger news around the NHL news, which I wanted to bring up is Mitchell Miller, the draft pick of the Arizona Coyotes. He just got renounced a couple of weeks ago. They literally just um got rid of him um because of some allegations of actually not allegations they were actual real concrete yeah, evidence <laughs> that he bullied um someone in high school he admitted to it he, he had a, like a whole court date everything like that um he got assigned like 25 hours of community service or something but for, for me is i think that the arizona coyotes every single nhl team knew this beforehand they knew that this happened right with this player everyone knew it was in the news. Like he sent apology letters to every single NHL team. They all knew. And regardless of that, the Arizona Coyotes still picked him. And not and only then, did they pick him, but they got rid of him. No, no, no. So I'm saying with, with the knowledge of picking him, with the knowledge that he did this, they still picked him. And then once people had an uproar about it, then they were like, okay, fine. We'll renounce him. We'll get rid of him. And That's... then university of North Dakota right after that did the same thing. So it doesn't make like if you want to make a stand for something like this, like you're going to be like, no, we don't like this in our game. We don't want players uh, with this sort of attitude on our team. You should have made that distinction before. Like, I feel like it's just a cop out now that everyone just everyone was like, oh, you need to get rid of this kid. He did this, this and this. You already knew that he did this and this and this. So and don't don't him. give him a chance. Exactly. So I, I don't understand their thought process. I think it's kind of cowardly what they did. But I don't know. I, I probably would have done the same thing if I was the Arizona Coyotes without prior knowledge of this. But if, if I knew about this, I probably wouldn't have picked them. He was a fourth round pick. It's not, it's unacceptable what he did. Right. He was a kid. He's 14 years old. That's no excuse though. You shouldn't have done that. And I mean, he's still young. He's going to learn from it. And you know, it takes time. I mean, I also, I also don't agree with kind of like this cancel culture type thing though, too, because it's like, Yes, he did something wrong, right? But, like, are we going to hold that against him the rest of his life? Like, like at some point, it's just, like, you, you can't just keep blaming the kid for something that he's done. Like, he's probably – I mean, I don't know the kid now, um, but I'm sure he's learned from his mistakes and wants to be a better person, right? So, it's, like, I feel bad kind of just, like, tossing him to the side because, I don't know, I don't think that's the right thing to do either. Yeah, you know, my dad has like a saying, and he tells this to me all the time: learn from your mistakes, right? Yeah. Second chances are, are, um, are huge. You have to make the most of them. I know yeah. I have. I'm very appreciative for having certain second chances, and I try to make the most of them as I can. Um, but this is like real talk now. Just <laughs> real bro talk. Real bro talk. He, it, yeah, he, this cancel culture thing. It's it's not good. It 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 creates hate, and then it you know it separates us. It's not good. Right. You want to you want to love, not hate. Right. Exactly. So, I think that 
I mean, I don't know the whole situation, all the nitty gritties of what happened, but um, it was probably it was probably a thing that they had to do renounce him because they probably would have got way too much slack. Right. Um, I don't know. They, the, the Coyotes have just not been lucky with the draft at all these past couple of years. <laughs> yeah. No. Their 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 front office is dysfunctional to say the least. It was yeah. before they made their changes. Uh, yeah. I, not only does this kid need to learn from his mistake, but it's got to go on the other side too. People need to be willing to forgive him. Yeah. And that's hard to do. It's hard to do. I've been in this situation where I've had to forgive someone and it was really, really difficult. And it took me a while to get to that point, but eventually I was able to do it and it wasn't horrible. It wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be. So, you know, you have to learn to forgive and forget. I've I told one of my friends about this before. Um, you know, it's important. You know, what's what's really weird is on his thing, on his Elite Prospects page, it says mm-hmm. stop bullying. It's got like the, the oh logo God, and stuff. Really? Like, mm-hmm. like right underneath like where he got drafted. Jeez. Crazy. I think I, someone posted about this and it was like, all right, pretty cold move by Elite Prospects to do that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, man. Moving on, though, we'll talk a little bit about free agents. Um, there's a couple good free agents left still. Uh, most yeah, of them have been picked up, but um, Anthony Duclair. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Michael Grabner. Mm-hmm. Sammy Botman. I like him. Uh, yeah, he's pretty good. Mike Hoffman. Yeah, Mike Hoffman is probably the best out of all these guys. Or Granlin, maybe. Granlin's pretty Michael good. Michael Granlin, you think so? Hoffman, I think, is underrated. I don't know. He's a pretty good hockey player. No, he's very good. He, no, he is. His thing with in Ottawa. Oh yeah, with like his wife and everything. Yeah, no one, no one talks about like, talks about him as much. Like when he first yeah. came up, when he was a rookie, he was on. He was crazy. He was really, yeah. really good. I uh, mean, he still is. He still is good. It's just like he hasn't been lucky with like the teams he's been on. Like he's always been on crap teams. Yeah, yeah, like the Ottawa Senators and yeah. The Florida Pan- I mean, the Panthers could be good. Eh, yeah, I don't really like their whole deal, so. No? I don't know. I I wouldn't buy into them, honestly. Coach Q, Keith They do have a couple guys, but um, I love Yandel. um, But I also, everyone everyone freaking loves Barkov. I I think think he's a very good player. I think he's a very good player, too, but I think people... People like are so high on him. You think you think so? You think people? Yeah, I think he's. I think he's a little bit overrated because everyone keeps saying he's underrated. That now they've made him overrated. Uh, I I might be completely wrong, but I don't don't know. I like him. I would. I haven't. I haven't haven't watched him play a lot, so. um, Yeah, I I know. Definitively, but. Yeah, but the Rangers have, according to Cap Friendly, over close to five million in cap space. Four point eight. Mm-hmm. 4.8 million in cap space however it does say there is a bonus cushion penalty and i'm currently hovering over the question mark which explains it and it's not clicking here i, I don't <laughs> understand it nope nope um, don't get it yeah I don't... Uh, anyways uh michael grabner i know I, I loved grabner when he was on this team um yeah i did too but, but i don't know like the that remaining five mil, I don't really know how much you can play around with it, honestly. Because I would maybe do like a one or two year deal, but like we don't need a guy for a one or two year deal. You know what I mean? Like we don't need a really, we don't really need to sign a, a free agent right now because we're not really gonna, we're not like in 
in the race this year. That's what I mean. Like, if you don't think we're in the race, race, I think we, I think we could be good. Okay, we could be, but I'm saying like you don't know if you're there. You go, you want to wait a couple years, see how everything goes first. I think. Um, so I don't know, I don't know who they would sign, but I think they should leave that five mil a little bit open right now. I think. But, okay. Okay. Go ahead. Keep going. Keep going. Um, because you have a lot of guys coming off entry year deals either next year or the year after or the years to come. So, I mean, I think you need to give some leeway for those guys because you're going to, there's no way they're going to be able to, to sign all of them. So I think you need to kind of budget yourself the right way now. So you don't run into problems later, but I, I wouldn't be opposed to like a one or two year deal, but I don't think we need a player like that. So I don't, I don't think we'll make any more moves. I think if you manage your assets so that all the contracts like expired around the same time, that means you're keeping your core together, which is a good thing. Um, with Grabner, it would be low risk. I think it would right. be a low risk, high reward. If you sign him to one year deal. That's true. Right. Like let's say he's good and, and the Rangers aren't the greatest by the trade deadline, whenever it is this year, you flip him for a draft pick. Mm-hmm. or a prospect it's the worst that could happen yeah i'm not opposed to that um, and then you sign him back again in the offseason and then you do it again yeah one year deal like trade him at the good. deadline get another draft pick and then you keep trading him to the devils and then you get um <laughs> luca mcdoolin <laughs> no but for real i think i think having grabner on the third line like a, a guy with his speed and his ability to put the puck in the back of the net would be would be good, especially for the penalty kill. He was a good penalty killer for the Rangers. He's one of the best penalty killers in the league. Because he's fast. Yeah. I, I missed I missed Haglin when he when he used to do that and stuff when he used to kill penalties for us. Yeah. Um that's when I think it was around that time when uh, Totorello was like Haglin on the power play is useless. Yeah. <laughs> 2013 he said he stinks on the power play. Yeah. I took him off. He stinks on the power play. <laughs> yeah, power play. The power play was atrocious under him. Yeah, oh, not yeah. gonna lie. Yeah, no, it love wasn't. torts. Power play was atrocious. Torts for Prez, bro. <laughs> what was that? Torts for Prez. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, torts for Prez. I'd vote him. Imagine I'd vote him. Tortorella is president of the United States. <laughs> president John Tortorella. I think that would be even more entertaining than Donald Trump as president. Yeah, <laughs> it would literally just be a new thing every day. Every single day, it would just be a new, new. Don't push me. Yeah, <laughs> dude. And then you got to get Brooksy. I have to it. protect my country. Yo, Brooksy needs to be like one of those correspondents too, so they'll just like fight all the time. Oh yeah, Larry Brooks will be like the, uh, like the, like CNN or something like. Yeah, I don't know. yeah. yeah. <laughs> he'll be. He he could be the only person asking him questions at a press conference. He's the only person I can ask him questions. <laughs> yeah, and then Torts will be like. Why are you here? <laughs> Go away. Yo, don't you get beat up at the bus stop a lot? <laughs> <laughs> Dude, that was that's literally one of my most that my favorite like clip ever. I love that so much. Yeah, yeah, I, I love that. That's like you can't get enough of the torts moments. Oh my great god, great coach, great. So he says what he what's what he wants to say and does it right. He's not it doesn't yep. come across as offensive or nothing. He'll curse stuff. They'll find him. He doesn't care. Yeah, no, no way. He don't. Yeah, he he says whatever he wants. Whatever comes to mind. Yep. Yep. I miss him. I miss Torts. 
Yeah, me too. Another guy that speaks his mind all the time is Tony D'Angelo. And now oh. that's, why that's why he's Tony deactivated now. Oh, my God. He went there. What a burn. <laughs> oh, God. Ouch. No, no, no. We love Tony. Tony's actually going to be on the show next week. So make sure you tune in there. Yeah, um, please do. If you have any questions, uh, you know, let us know. Just comment on our Instagram post. We put one up. Yeah, yeah. Last week. We yeah, already we had a fan couple questions. questions in. Yeah, but no, Tony, it's it's literally so funny how he I don't even know what happened with it. Did he did like Twitter deactivate his account or did he actually like deactivate it? Because people were being annoying. I'm not sure because when I went on, I clicked on his profile. I'm like, wait a minute, yeah. he's back. Is this like his first tweet? Yeah. It said like congrats, Joe Biden. And then I clicked on it and then I scrolled down and there was more tweets. So I don't know how far it went. I, no, it goes. It, it's. I think everything is here from when he probably like, deactivated. Yeah. He probably like paused his own account or something. Yeah, he like probably pa- Yeah, he probably did it himself. Um, it's so funny though. I was just reading this <laughs> one. He goes, "If Trump loses and leaves office, will people still hate Tony D'Angelo forever?" And he literally tweets back and goes, "Answer: a hundred percent yes." Hashtag D'Angelo derangement syndrome. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry, man. We still love you no matter it's what. It's true. So. Yeah, yeah. Like we said about the, the cancel culture. You got to yeah. forgive and forget. Exactly. Love you, D'Angelo. But he hasn't even, like, that's the thing. He hasn't even, like, said that, like, polarizing things. Like, he really hasn't. He did when if, he was when a junior, but... Okay. And, and people, junior, yeah. But, that's what people have a problem with, I think. Oh, okay. Gotcha. All right. I mean, like, but like we said, like, you got to... He, like, you learn from your mistakes and you move on. Like, he's... I think he's great. I love his tweets. I love, I love his personality. He's great. So, yeah, he, he gets you. He gets you like fired up. He's, yeah, he's, yeah. He's a funny guy. Yeah, he's a funny guy. Funny Thumbs guy. Up. Sometimes, yeah. Thumbs up. Thumbs up. <laughs> yeah, but uh, we went through a couple things this episode. Talked about Strom Lemieux. Talked a little bit about some advanced analytics. Uh, Joey loves here. <laughs> oh yeah, totally. Elated. The lost <laughs> Oh my gosh. I I I still think they might overturn that body checking rule. Um yeah, they really should. I think, I think I, there has been some players that have been outspoken about it saying they might not even play. Um but yeah. This this one person said or John Scott said if you can't hit, there's no point in playing hockey. <laughs> Is he the person that said this is the start of sissification in hockey? I have no that? idea. I mean, even Avery, someone, someone said, someone like that said something. Yeah, I was dying. But... <laughs> oh, he's yeah, it is him. It says it here. He also called the move a slippery slope towards the sissification of hockey in the end of checking altogether. <laughs> I freaking love that. Scott. I love him so much. Oh my god! All right, yeah. Thanks for listening, everyone. Tune in next time. Make sure you tune in. Got that D'Angelo episode. Yes, sir. Thanks, everyone, for tuning in. Stay tuned for more New York Rangers info by visiting boysandblue94.com and our Instagram at theboysandblue94. See you all next time. You don't have to go home, but you can't stay here. I know.